You're listening to Blaze Soccer Talk, the official podcast of the Kamloops Youth Soccer Association. Well, hello, hello, hello. This is a brand new podcast. This is a, what are we called? We're called Blaze Soccer Talk. Live here in uh, Kamloops, British Columbia, in the boardroom of the Kamloops Youth Soccer Association, who, uh, well, this is their official podcast. Uh, my name's Darren Wallishan, better known as DW. I've uh, been doing podcasts uh, all over the place, so just making sure that uh, everyone knows DW, the guy, DW, the podcast man. Um, joined in uh, in the little boardroom here with uh, Kieran McMahon, the uh, technical director, TD, all-around uh, soccer guru here in Kamloops at the moment. How you doing? Uh Stellar. Stellar. Liking it. Liking it. Special guest in with us today, Victor Lietze. He's a former board member, former coach, uh, player, been uh, in Kamloops his entire life. And uh, how are you doing, sir? Fantastic. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. I could have, uh, well, I could have a lot of things, but you know. Uh, I won't get into it at the moment. <laughs> so those are the folks that are on the uh, on the on the podcast today. Um, Kieran will be uh, a person who's here all the time, um, being the technical director. We want to know more about the club and and what it uh, what it has to offer and what's going on within the club uh, each time. We're going to try and do this uh, twice a month, so hopefully people will enjoy it, listen to it. Send in their feedback. Let us know what's going on. You can always email the club uh, if you have questions, if you have thoughts, if you have ideas that you want us to put out there and to talk about. Be more than happy to do that. Um, starting today in this first segment, we'll we'll get on to a bit of a TD club report and how the start of the season is going uh, now that we're back up and running. Um, what are your thoughts there, boss? Uh, yeah, I, I think for... Uh um, from that club perspective, we're excited to be out and having a full season, uh, our first full season since 2019. Uh, last year, we were allowed to get outside and play, but uh, we couldn't get into contact play until May. Uh, so we got a few weeks on top of that. Uh, our select program has been up and running and, and uh, playing games since the beginning of April. Uh, tournaments before that uh, and our community program is starting up this week. And uh, we've got our kickoff jamboree this weekend. They've had a few indoor training sessions. They've been going since the beginning of April with their preseason and uh, big kickoff jamboree this weekend. And our initiation program for our youngest kids, uh, youngest participants begins next Monday. So yeah, everything, everything's kicking off. Weather's looking fantastic. Grass yeah, is green. Like, it's great outside. Yeah. Great outside. So it, it may be just a little bit of a breakdown between the different programming that goes on within the club so the select program is sort of the um i i I, for lack of a better word it's the it's the kids that don't mind spending a little bit more time on the pitch yeah it's it's our higher end uh program um so uh those players who want uh, a higher level of commitment, higher level of expectation. Uh, we travel across the region. We compete for provincial championships. Uh, our select program is broken up into our rep, which is U13 to U18. They play 11 aside. Our development, which is U11 and U12. Uh, they play 8v8 uh, across the region. And then we also have our prep academy. Uh, so those are those are our community kids that are seeking that little bit extra and are looking for that select stream down the road. They're not on specific select teams. They're, they come out of the community program and they just do an additional training session mm-hmm. uh, or, or additional training and then sometimes some pull-out uh, uh, events. But uh, we've through prep, 
development rep that kind of incorporates our select program. Then we have community. That's our U8 to U18. Uh, Kamloops-based teams. You're on, uh, you're on a team in Valley View or Juniper or Aberdeen, Sahali, Brock, Westside. Uh, I think we have a Rayleigh-specific team this year, which is fantastic. Um, and so they train and play, train in their neighborhoods and play across the, re- across the region in Kamloops, either at Dallas or Brock or MacArthur Island or, or Westside Centennial, where we have those games. But that is that is the volunteer coach, the community program, riding your bike to practice. That's uh, awesome, by yeah. the way. Just being able to, I remember that when I was younger, growing up in the in the Lower Mainland, it was uh, it was definitely ride your bike to the park to play, and uh, it made life so much easier when it was that much more local. That's what that's the ideal of what that program is. Uh, it doesn't happen all the time, but it happens yeah. a lot of the time. And then we have our initiation program, which is our U three and U three to U5, which is parent with child, and our six sevens, which is uh, volunteer parent facilitators under the guidance of of our paid uh, our paid coaches, uh, and to just help soften that introduction to playing for players uh, and make it a little bit more consistent for them, and and ease that introduction to coaching for our our, our parent volunteer base as well. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Now. Victor, you, you were a coach here. What what were you coaching? Were you coach? Have you coached every sort of level while you were here? Correct. Yeah, every level. I mean, started back when I was right out of high school, still playing, but decided at nineteen that I wanted to get involved in coaching out in Westside. So Kieran talks about Westside. Grew up, born and raised in Westside. Back in the day when we were 10, 11, we had select teams just for each region of Kamloops, if you can imagine. So wow, U eleven Provincial A Cup. It was Westside versus Richmond. Wow. <laughs> so you can imagine, I mean, we had a good team, but it was 6-0 yeah. <laughs> in the oh, final. Old Field 6 for some of the old-time guys. I don't know what Field 6 was here at the island, but that's, yeah, that's what it was back in, you know, in the 80s. And as we got it to Adiside, and as I continued coaching, I, I followed that group up to uh, U16. Then I got married and had kids of my own. And, and my son, my, my oldest son now, we started coaching when he was seven years old. And then my middle boy from uh, seven to U16 and worked with Kieran for almost 10 years here at the club. Wow. And we, uh, we finished off that group with the, with the provincial cup. So that was really good for, for that group and for the club. And we were pretty proud of that. That's awesome. That's great. There's nothing better than having, uh, you know, if, if folks that have been in the community for, well, for most of their lives, all their lives and, and, and giving back to the community by being part of it, uh, part of a sport that all, all of us love and uh, want to make sure that we can give back to, to, to the community itself. It's, uh, it's a good thing. Um, so are there anything, anything coming up as far as club stuff goes that you might be aware of, like tournaments? Like I know there's the May Long tournament coming up, um, and then, then the kickoff is this weekend. So it, it, you may not the, – the kickoff will have happened by the time people hear the podcast, but uh, – what else is coming up? Yeah, so, so uh, with our um, U12 and older programs, we have our Mike Bartram uh, um, memorial event, uh, and that's to honor uh, Mike Bartram, who was, who was a key figure in helping KYC become who they are today and a key soccer figure in the community. Um, so that is May 7th, 8th. Um, and then beyond that, we do have our Slurpee Cup, which is our select tournament event, which is May long weekend. We have teams coming from across the province and and out of province as well, coming into town to participate in that. And then our last little event during the spring season is our 
uh, Arrow Wild Memorial uh, Jamboree, uh, and that is for our U8, well, our U6 to U11 age groups, uh, and that wraps up that wraps up the season at the end of June, June 25, 26, I believe, and also that same weekend, it, it's not part of the Arrow Wild event, but our our uh, older teams, U12 and older, will have their uh, their kind of. Uh, Kaisa Cup event where they mm-hmm. we, we determine kind of the, the league champion uh, at, at that time their their playoffs. That's awesome. There's so much stuff going on, so much stuff coming up. It's uh, it's great to be around there. I, I mean, I'm coming from uh, the frigid Alberta province there, where where I think Kieran actually helped me move here. Um, I'm by the <laughs> way, I, I should have mentioned that I, I'm actually the new senior staff coach uh, here at KYSA coming from Alberta where I was the past nine years and uh, before he helped me move it was uh, we had I had one last game I had to be part of and it was minus four and snowing so uh, very nice to be here in the sunshine and looking at green grass and I have to say at MacArthur Island the facility is unbelievable yeah just the the fields the way they're taken care of the the baseball, I mean, you've got an arena on the island. There's just so much stuff that can be done here and and is done here. I, I you know, drove in this morning and there was a massive baseball tournament going on. Um, it's just great. It's just great to be around a, a facility that's so huge. And you've been here for so long and, yeah. and you've been here yeah. your life. So <laughs> Well, mean, it's just great being back. I mean, like Kieran said, back, back out. Two years of almost felt like we we're in the in the wilderness, not knowing what was happening, and yeah, you know, having kids involved, still having kids involved, and me being coaching, it was it was it was tough. But driving around and seeing every night and every day practices and different teams popping up, and and you go from zero to hundred now in in less than a couple of months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, zero to one hundred. That's the uh, that's been the challenge. Yeah, that has been the challenge for everybody. I can imagine. I can't even think across Canada how. Um, everybody is, has dealt with this and then coming back into it. And like you said, you go from zero to yeah. maximum speed to get caught up on numbers and, and, and players that are involved, staffing that's involved. Uh, it's a crazy thing. And that's something we'll talk about in the next segment as well. In fact, we'll, uh, we'll take a little bit of a break here. This is, uh, wow, I'm going to have to get used to it. I've done a couple of podcasts. Now I've got to remember the name. It's uh, the Blaze Soccer Talk, the official podcast of the Kamloops Youth Soccer Association, and we'll be right back. Kamloops Youth Soccer would like to thank its sponsors, Forward Law, Chop Leaf, and Pizza Now. And welcome back. You are listening to Blaze Soccer Talk, the official podcast of the Kamloops Youth Soccer Association. <laughs> Had to check that one, didn't you? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm looking. It's been a while. I'm, I'm used to saying uh, some other things, uh, podcasts that I've done in the past that are coming back to haunt me as far as my banter goes. And now I'm just delaying and being an idiot. But, you know, I could, I could always do something funky. You guys won't hear it, though. That's the whole thing. I've, I have all my sound effects here, but I can't really use them because it's kind of a moot point. I'll be giggling and you guys will just be looking at me like I'm a moron. So, um, yeah, in, the, in studio with Kieran uh, McMahon, the uh, technical director of the Kamloops Youth Soccer Association, and, uh, and Victor Lietze, former board member, coach, all-around great guy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Gave us these really cool pens. I like this. Excel Industries. 
I'm like nice. a shadow. Thank there, you. That's a little blood plug. I didn't, I didn't no, have I to pay it. for that. You know, I'll tell you what. I was making these boxes uh, back in Alberta. <laughs> Could you use it? No, never mind. Um, yeah, so we're going to move along here, and uh, get, let's get a little bit of uh, a background on Kieran. Now, Kieran, I've known for quite some time. Kieran and I go back to uh, of days of living and working in the Lower Mainland. We both worked for the same... Sort of, I don't know if it was like, was it semi-pro? Semi-pro, it? yeah, that's that's what Scott wanted it to be, yeah. Okay, so it was a semi-pro uh, women's team yeah. called the Tri-City Extreme, based out of uh, Coquitlam, British Columbia. And it's where I first met you. And um, so your brilliance as a coach and an all-around <laughs> good guy. So um, so what? you've been with the club now here for eight, nine years? How uh, many? Eight, eight years since February, March 2014. And? Yeah. And that was eight years ago, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you've enjoyed your time Showing here. Showing no signs <laughs> of his eight years in Kamloops. <laughs> but you've enjoyed your time here and, uh, you know, what, what's it been like over the eight years? What more, moreover than not only liking how you've done, what have, accomplishment is not the word I'm looking for. What are the changes you've seen here as far as the eight years has gone? Uh, well, I mean, w when I started, Kamloops Youth Soccer was the only organization, soccer organization for youth uh, in, in town. You had the Women's League and, men and Men's League as well. Uh, you had the, the PCSL program with Kamloops Heat, I think it was. Okay. Uh, but then now you got Whitecaps Academy. You got Soccer Quest uh, as another academy in town. Now we got Rivers FC uh, coming up with their uh, their first team and second team and women's team. So um, the growth of um, opportunities in, in, in Kamloops have, have just grown tremendously. Um, the uh, the um, yeah, the, I, I mean, for me, uh, one of your first questions, what, what I think, it, the, the community here in Kamloops is, is second to none from everywhere I've been. Uh, the fact that we are our own little island uh, in the middle of BC, uh, we do, we, we have to, it holds us more accountable to our members down on the coast. If members don't like what a club is doing, they just go 50 minutes down the road to another club. Uh, so, so here the, the accountability and, and, and the connection that we, we, we strive to have with our, with our members is, is, uh, um, much higher and uh, you're seeing you're seeing your membership in in the grocery store every day you're seeing them around um, uh, we were moving equipment today and we we're out at Dallas and kids were walking by they go oh hey you're coach Kieran yeah 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 right so <laughs> awesome. so they're just out for a walk and and during the day and they're seeing us they're seeing us unload equipment and they're like oh soccer's starting yeah this is great so um, the, the the community aspect that that exists here in Kamloops is is a as I said, second to none from, from every location I've been. So See, that's awesome. That, and you love to see that type of thing. Have you noticed the growth, Victor, as far as, uh, yeah, well, just the changes over the years? Mm, yeah. I mean, you've been here since, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say since its inset, because that's 1964, but yeah. uh, um, you've been here oh, for wow. a fair amount. Yeah, no, yeah, I grew, you know, born and raised here. And, and like I told you earlier, my, my, my parents were immigrants from, from Italy via Lethbridge, Alberta, and Soccer was in infancy here, and, and for me it was sort of as an Italian heritage, Italian roots, that was the sport, right? So yeah. we grew up, and, and I fell in love with the game when I was 10, when in Italy won the World Cup in 82, and, you know, we're in the backyard watching on a 4 by 6 little screen, right? And out come the Italian flag. So that, you know, soccer for me since that day when you can even watch it on TV, and, and, and in Kamloops it's really growing. Like Kieran says, we have multiple teams, multiple levels, multiple choices and for the club it's probably a bit of a challenge too because all of a sudden you're not the only 
person in town, right? So they've really improved, uh, you know, people like Kieran and Mark and yourself and Mark Bell, um, you know, being on, on the board and being in the club have really brought up the, the level, I would say, compared to when I started, it was me and volunteer coaches. And, and yeah, yeah. We, we rely on volunteer coaches, but when you have the support of professional coaches and guidance and mentors that, you know, as much as we want to think we know everything, we don't, you know, <laughs> we're not, you know, we take all the courses and read all the YouTube or read all the books and watch YouTube videos till the cows come home, but you, you'd still need guidance and, 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 you know, I think the first time we met Kieran and I, we went for lunch at, I still remember it was that I took him for lunch at the Brock pub and said, I'll tell you what I went through before. And you've come here now and, and, and I'm sort of your guinea pig with this 10 year old, 11 year old group. Like tell, you tell me what you want to see yeah. us do. And I, I sort of, you know, went along for the ride. And like I said, it was a pretty successful ride in the end. So, well, I'm seeing the size of the club and I'm seeing, uh, when I came here and, uh, I mean, there's been times where Kieran and I, we've, we've bumped into each other, whether it's at a, a conference down in the U.S., at some of the coaching conferences there, or just in general having to, you know, bump into each other in different areas of, of, uh, of the province. And, uh, yeah, just, just seeing the growth that you've been able to, you know, be part of and, and help to introduce here has been great. We've been phenomenal, and and you. I'm glad you mentioned Mark. Uh, Mark Bell is uh, another senior staff coach here at the at the club, and will be part of the podcast as well. Um, just unavailable today, so um, you're asking for trouble there. Well, you know what? I, 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 <laughs> but, this, but that can that can uh, that can make for an interesting Sorry, podcast. Mark. Then it's <laughs> no. I, I, honestly, I, I used to do a podcast for. Um, FC Edmonton, the, the the pro soccer team in Edmonton, and uh, the two gentlemen we had on um, it, at the time, he was the assistant coach, Jeff Paulus, and uh, the team manager, Andreas uh, Morse. They used to go tooth and nail sometimes, <laughs> and it was, it, but it was great. It was never never mean or nasty. It was just two points of view, and you know, disagreeing or, or you know, agreeing to disagree. Um, I think the pints again has helped because we were able to do it in the pub for, you know, being the pro <laughs> team. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, it made for good banter. So I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to, to Mark having his own opinion and thoughts on the game and, and um, you know, seeing, seeing how we can uh, wind up Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> good luck. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. So uh, we touched on it a little bit earlier as well in the first segment in regards to COVID. So, how much did that affect? Because I know it affected everybody everywhere, and it's still sort of having some lingering effects. But how did it affect the club and just sports in general in Kamloops? Well, I, I think I think um, specifically with soccer, specifically with us being an interior club, it massively detrimental. Um, it took away our season for two years running. Wow. Uh, so over two years, we had half of a season. Um, and that's just being able to participate in that. That's not even talking about numbers for that half of a season. Whereas, mm -hmm. whereas clubs down on the coast, uh, COVID restrictions didn't come in until March where their primary season is done. So they, you know, revenue wise, they're, they're pretty safe. It hurt their spring season, which is a portion of what they do. And not every club does spring. Yeah. Then they could get back to, uh, introduce, uh, in 2020 in the fall, they could get back to socially distance training. They could get their half of a season there and then they could get a full spring season the following year year and then this last year so they they really lost half of, of a season and we've yeah. lost one and a half uh, of our primary seasons so 
it's a big hit for clubs in the interior. Mm-hmm. Um, I found as, uh, in my understanding of what's happened with, with numbers and registrations, they're always going to fluctuate, but, um, our older high school age kids are, the, the numbers are, are really low. Uh, that's where we've taken the biggest hit. Um, a, a lot of players at that level went to individual stuff because you could do that uh, yeah. through COVID. You could mm-hmm. pick up mountain biking, uh, if you wanted to, you, you could do those kind of things. So it, it offered f- for those players while we lost them, it offered them opportunity to explore other options uh, or even for families to recognize like we are doing a lot you know yeah. if we step back we can actually have some time as a family so um, where we might have lost them as registrations I think for individuals and families they found positive outlets and they're, they're realizing they're not, they're not rushing around anymore uh, from one thing to the next to the next to the yeah. next and, and they're actually being able to enjoy their springs and their summers a little bit more um, uh, for, our, for our younger kids, uh, our younger participants, our numbers are healthy. Uh, they're good. They're still lower than where they were pre-COVID, uh, but they're growing and we're seeing those numbers grow from our 2021 registrations to now. And we'll see that grow again. Uh, and the, the interruption that COVID uh, enforced uh, or allowed uh, really, really encouraged us to review the way we deliver our programs and, mm-hmm. and looking at what we can do to be more flexible for our members, to uh, take more off of their shoulders. So so we're doing more of that. Um, uh, th- those minor things that, that can add up that, on, on, that come under the shoulder of our volunteers and uh, what can we really do in that regard to, to, to help them out and, and shift our programming around. So that's, that's, been, that's been a positive thing as well. Yeah, definitely. And, and it's funny you should mention the, the older age groups because uh, I know the younger ones will be healthier and, and, and now that parents can feel a little bit safer about getting out and about with their, their children that uh, you will see you will see it grow again. It's going to take a little bit of time, but people will buy into the programming again and the fact that, yeah, we can get back out and about. With the older age groups, it was funny because I'm, um, I, I've been working with 16 to 18-year-old girls, uh, community players, grassroots players, and uh, they are all super keen to get out there and play. They all want to just get back out and running around with friends and, and being on the field. So... I'm excited about that because I think there will be some growth there as well. It might be a little bit slower going, as you've said. You know, people have found uh, different you know, means of entertaining themselves and, and um, you know, expressing themselves outside of the home uh, in the individual way because of COVID. So it, 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 I think it's all going to come back eventually. And, and I think the numbers will grow. I think, you know, definitely focusing in on the younger ones. That doesn't mean we're taking anything away from the older ones, but um, fostering that growth is going to be huge for the club and, and, and definitely see it going. What about yourself, Victor? You, have you noticed much? Obviously you have, but... Yeah, I think just, you know, like Kieran says, uh, the younger ones are always motivated to want to do multiple things. Uh, my daughter's in high school, my son's first year university, and even the university program at True was, was affected in a big way and training, 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 and you need, they need games. So yeah. Um, the, the crew up there, you know, found exhibition games and, and they got into their season last, last fall, which was good. BC only season, they didn't travel to Alberta. Uh, my daughter in high school, I mean, her f- grade eight year was lost all high school sports. So, yeah. and, and at that age, um, they're still keen grade eight, nine, tens, but I know for an example, it's the Halley secondary grade 11, 12 senior girls team. They just didn't want to, no one wanted to play. 
Oh. So they're struggling. So they're actually pulling up, you know, grade 10 girls just so they can get. Just so they can get de- Like good, decent quality players. Yeah, Younger, sure. but at least they have a team, right? Because the, the worst thing you want to do is fold a team. For a team, they've been in the league for 25 years. And I think most of the high schools are struggling a bit with that older age group. And like mm-hmm. Kieran said, different sports, golfing and mountain biking and individual things sort of in the last two years sort of took a... You know, took the front seat for a lot of them, but makes makes life. I guess it would make simplifies things for for the parents and when, when the child's just doing one thing, as opposed to yeah. doing the multiples. As <laughs> on the wall, as you were pocketbook as well for sure. I can yeah. imagine. Sure. Not that our sport is is mm. over the top. No, price wise, I, I I I still say it's one of the least expensive between uh, us and let's say baseball or something mm-hmm. like that. As far as team sports go. It's probably the least expensive, both in in equipment and um, and just you know the price of being part of a club. Yeah. So, um, you know what? We're going to take another break. Our, our third break, second break. First, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm just sort of guessing. I'm <laughs> rambling now. Rambling's a good thing for DW. Um, so yeah, you're listening to Blaze Soccer Talk, the official podcast of the Kamloops Youth Soccer Association. KYSA would like to thank its sponsors, Forward Law, Chopped Leaf, and Pizza Now. And we're back. You're listening to Blaze Soccer Talk, the official podcast of the Kamloops Youth Soccer Association. I'm DW. How you doing? Yeah? Smooth? Everybody doing well? Kieran, you're all right? I'm, I'm, I'm impressed that you got the club name correct there. Well, I, I, I think I've been dodging <laughs> the bullet there. Victor, how you doing? Great, thank you. Yeah, Victor Leetsy, another uh, special guest here on the first initial podcast for the club, and uh, one that we will hope to continue uh, for many years coming. There we go. Is there such a thing as a second initial podcast? Second Second initial podcast. This is the, the first initial the second podcast. second coming. There could be the second coming of a there podcast. This is the, the debut. While. The, yeah, this is the <laughs> debut. Or as some people say in the South, the debut. But uh, we're not them. So, <laughs> so why say it? Why continue? Um, so Victor is the special guest. And we're going to go to Victor just a little bit more now. And give us his story on the, on the club. As you've said um, throughout the podcast, you born and raised here Correct. and, um, you know, coach to board member. How did all this stuff come about? How did you, how did you, I mean, obviously just being a child and wanting to play sports and having an Italian background. hundred percent. Yeah. That, that sort of puts you into soccer, into the soccer, uh, category pretty quick. Cause, uh, that's my, you know, my dad was uh, born Italy, came here in the, tw- when he was 20. Like I said, via Lethbridge, Alberta, yeah. with his with his friends, uh, um, we have you know lots of connections in the soccer community back back in the sixties and and back when I was like a told you earlier, there was no the men's league was formed by by these immigrants and and the Hungarians and the Germans and the Italians somehow they all played together and they all had <laughs> kids and they all had to play soccer. So I was you know five years old playing with seven eight year olds out in West Side, nice at Arthur Stevenson School. That was, uh, we lived across the street and it was a full-size field there. And uh, yeah, we grew up as in, in the West Side Soccer Association because back until 15 years ago it was different associations in Kamloops. So it was West Side Valley East, South Kamloops. Even when my oldest son started, it was a South Kamloops Soccer Association. And, and you know, as we got to 10-11, we tiered teams in each region and it was uh, when you think about, and that's, yeah, you know, in the uh, early 80s, mid 80s. And mm-hmm. 
And uh, so we grew up through the system. And like I said, started coaching when I was around 1920 at high school. Yeah. I just wanted to, get, wanted to give back. And I loved the game so much. And I had a, a cousin out in Westside. So again, you know, my, with my roots out there, and coached a group of seven, eight-year-olds and mini soccer. And really mini soccer was just five or six years old back then. So it was eight aside and, and uh, cut my teeth a bit with these kids and, you know, there was one little boy who would get kicked and he was crying all the time and over and over. And I finally went out to him. I said, you know, I couldn't remember the boy's name, but I bet you just got to play. But like, you know, you can't do this all the time. Right. Yeah. So we sort of learned pretty quick that this wasn't the old coach anymore. So <laughs> that's a good thing. <laughs> There's definitely like taking a kick now and again. <laughs> huh? Right. Karen, have you ever been kicked before? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I think we all have. I've I've been kicked several yes. times. And not just from playing soccer, I might add. But um <laughs> As long as you're not paying for it, Darren. No, right. no, that would be that would be really offside. There's a card coming for that comment, by the way. <laughs> um yeah, fantastic. And then drifting into the board, how did you end up on the board? Yeah, back uh, about five years ago, I just wanted to get involved and help out. Again, Kieran had been here for four or five years and knew a lot of the board members and a few few had walked away and pretty much asked me if I could step in and help out and and wanted to give back and a little bit of insight from the coaching side and different perspective maybe as a parent, as a coach. Hard to wear both hats sometimes, but yeah. and help them, you know, help them with a few... Uh, few questions here and there and and uh, you know at the, around that time we were I was on the board when we uh, purchased the the dome on the on the reserve where we do ah, our indoor okay. training yeah. sort of helped and I can say massage that deal I mean at the end of the day it was you know we had some contact so I could sort of help get that over the over the line a bit and that was uh, so you know I, I helped with that and then um, on the board of multiple different teams at the moment and and as Kieran said earlier, just trying to get so we have so many different soccer programs happening in yes. town. It's, you know, got to throw my hat in a few of them and and sort of see if I can uh, help uh, as sponsors, as you know, as as guidance and as a soundboard, right? So yeah, no, that's awesome. That and that's you know what, and it, it, a lot of people that end up on boards or as volunteers, they don't. I don't know if they you don't get into it to to really look for accolades or anything like that you're you're in it because of the love of the sport right, yeah. and the desire to give back and it's i don't think we let volunteers both board members and um and coaches young coaches i don't think they i don't think we let them know how much we really truly appreciate them as much i i say that from my own perspective I'm, i i don't want to speak for anybody else in the room but i know you do appreciate those people so much for putting in the effort and the time that they do. So for all you volunteers uh, out there, thanks always big, huge thanks to you guys for doing that. Um, all over the country, not just here in Kamloops, but all over the country, mm. but especially, here in, especially here in Kamloops. <laughs> oh, for sure. Especially here in Kamloops where I currently am residing. It's fantastic. Um, so the changes, we talked a little bit about that, but the landscape overall, has it changed a ton? Obviously, you've seen it almost from the inset. Um, mm. And as you were talking about, I mean, five-minute drive somewhere, and you were in a different uh, different time zone, That's apparently, right. <laughs> a yeah. different club. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah. And now it's all under the one banner. So Yeah, which is a huge, I think, a huge improvement, you know, for... for um, 
talk about MacArthur Island as the central hub of soccer in town and, and sort of the central club running the organizations because even back then you know you'd have five different clubs and they all sort of wanted their own little mandate right and yeah for sure you got to work together so that was a that was a big change it was it was good that did that in town um and the big picture you know um, with different clubs in town it, good choices for kids and it, if anything for soccer and i think kieran will always attest to this too like the more choice the better because kids you know if it's soccer it's soccer to me like yeah as long as you're not taking them out of the sport and they still want to develop uh, that only For leads sure. to you can see what's happening with our all the way to the top of the national team and, and that's that's the goal I mean at the end of the day you can say to, to Billy and Kamloops oh you'd, you'll never play in the national team but if if you don't aspire to it you know you see some of these players and they, they talk about playing in league one Ontario four years ago and so, you know, League League One BC is what we want to produce players to to the national team. Why not? Right? Yeah. So sort of have that, that dream out there. Yeah. And you're in yourself, you've obviously seen development over the past eight years. Um, the, the landscape of you know soccer, football. And we're going to use both terms. So football, uh, <laughs> football. <laughs> culture. Uh, yeah. So, and your thoughts on that? Yeah, you're, you're, um, we've got programming running that, that runs year round now too. So we're, we're seeing where we didn't have that in 2014. Um, and that that's been growing steadily and, and we're, we're finding, we're finding those, those, uh, participants, those, those players that want, uh, to do something soccer related year round and we can find great opportunities for them. We, we've got good partnerships going with Quinnell. Um, we do home and aways with Penticton during the off season and that as well. And Sam and arm too. So, um, the, uh, the, the trend across the, 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 the nation across North America over the past several years is registrations have been trending down in soccer, mm -hmm. but, um, what, uh, we're certainly susceptible to that as well, and that is happening here. Um, but what we're finding are those participants that want soccer, and and we're finding outlets for them and opportunities for them. Yeah, um, and we're seeing, uh, you know, those 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 keeners that that, that want to be here, those um, those players that select that that want that want something more, uh, and we're still offering flexibility for multi sports and, and all those kind of things. So we're not tying them into you must be in our select program for the entire year. Mm -hmm. but here's our primary season here's our off season uh here, here's our tertiary season and if you got other stuff going on we still got things going for those players who want more and aren't doing other sports yeah. uh but it doesn't it doesn't disrupt the team it doesn't prevent others from just participating in our primary season um so so and that's certainly with the purchase of the dome our indoor facility that's helped us out uh, tremendously uh with that and um, we're, we're seeing we may not have the same numbers overall in the spring but our registrations are up across all of our programs uh because we have we have more to offer uh for those players that want it year-round which is awesome and, th and the more you can offer as a club the the easier it is for parents to make choices for their for their children and for the child to enjoy that choice as well. Um, so that's great. Kudos to the club to be able to you know continue to do that. Yeah. I'm going to shift gears a little bit here. We, we talked a little bit about it, and I'm I was familiar with League One in Ontario and how it operated and uh, the players and and situation there. And we were talking earlier, Victor, you and I, about um, the League One in BC. It's a brand new sort of thing. Um, heard when I was living in Alberta, I heard elements of that going to be starting up and, and kicking up a little bit. So 
River City FC, the the new um, the new kids on the block here in Kamloops. What's what's that all about? Yeah, great. Yeah, so League One BC talked about five years ago. Uh, we started a process three years ago to get in the league, and with COVID and, and delays, it's finally announced last November. So yeah, Kamloops is, has a franchise, uh, seven teams, uh, six on the coast, one on the island. So a great affiliation with Thompson Rivers University. So a lot of the players, a lot of the, the coaches are from that staff, which is good for, for in their perspective and um, good high-quality players. Good for, at the end of the day, we also have a Division Two team as well. So in the Pacific Coast Soccer League, which is a long-standing summer league in, in mm-hmm. spring summer league in BC. So we're actually having a Division Two a reserve team on the men's side, hopefully the women next year. And so it gives more opportunities for kids. So we actually have uh, 17, 18-year-old boys come into training, trying to be in that system as an outlet or as an avenue to to play in some high-level games, maybe not this year, but next year, Mm. and following that pathway. I see that league over the next five years, hopefully um, mirroring what you see in League One Ontario, which is 10 years old, producing players to CPL, Mm -hmm. producing players to MLS and the national team. I think there's three or four current national team players that played in League One Ontario four years ago. So that's that's the goal for BC Soccer. I think they see what's happening in Ontario. They see the national team is 80% Ontario-based oh, players, players, right? Yes. They're, we, and they're fantastic players. We made it to Qatar, so yeah. good on them. But we need we want to produce. I think they really want to produce some some good level players and the Whitecaps and CPL, the new team in Langley being announced last week in the CPL, more opportunities, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's not competition for league one. That's the next level. That's it is opportunities the next level. for players. So yeah. really the more you have um, different levels, the more kids can aspire. So the 11 or 12 year old who is doing more soccer every year, cause we can offer it in off season. Our mm-hmm. seasons here are pretty rough in the winter, right? So yeah. we have uh, indoor facility now and they can, they can aspire to things. And that, to me, that's really what I, a legacy that I'd love to see over the next 10 years is get a Kamloops player or an interior player into the national thing. Like why not? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's doable. And, and you know, I, I think part of it goes down to just the mindset of the player and, and that desire and, drive that they have within themselves to compete and to try to get to that next level i don't think i don't think players truly realize how possible this is and how much they can truly achieve if they a understand things and that's what coaches you know the mark bells of the world the kieran mcmahon's of the world the dw's of the world are 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 we've We've seen players, we've been part of players' growth that have gotten to those places. And, you know, we, we, we're definitely a, a, a knowledge base, all of us, uh, as to how to get there. Um, so for those players that are in the region that, are, you know, really, truly think about doing that, reach out, talk to us, because we'd be more than happy to give you the insight that it takes to reach that next level of player and to be that next level player to achieve your goals to get yourself either to the university or to you know the cpl or league one or a national program of some sort it's all doable and it's all within the grasp of the players that really want to do it um 
Wow, I'm starting to preach here a little bit. Sorry, <laughs> sorry guys. That's not what I meant, but I, that's I, what I'm, I want to hear from but, from from account loops or an interior perspective. That's fantastic. Well, you know what? We we need. That's what we want to grow in in this region. I know. Let's put the two years aside, right? Yeah. You almost have to restart and re, reset a little bit and go yeah. and refocus, right? And I think that's the reason. I mean, in as much as this stuff, it's it's a great thing to be, um, to to be employed in this line of work in this country it's very difficult to find these types of jobs so when you have them it's not just about the job it's about being passionate about what you're involved with who you're involved with and and wanting to help those players to develop to get to the next level I know I listen to you talk Kieran and the passion that comes out of you in regards to you know the knowledge base uh, coaches and and developing coaches developing the players it's awesome. It's it's one of the reasons that I was over the top trying to land this position with the club um, was because of that thought process. We've had this conversation before. And, <laughs> you know, I want you to be able to get your head through the door at the end of this. So I <laughs> it's always very tough. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, that's uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming your thoughts are similar in that regard as far as the passion part of it goes. Yeah, it's it's um, the uh, uh, as you said, we've been around this for so long. I've I've seen players go from nothing to national team and na- national team to nothing. Yeah. So it's it's never the best of the best who get there. It's it's determination and quality. If, if you're determined to be better, you'll get better. And it's still, it's a hard, hard road. It's a steep hill, but, um, uh, if, if you don't have the talent, but you're willing to get it, um, you, you can work at that. A lot of it is learned and not just natural. Um, and so you can see the players that, that really, really work at it. And now there's opportunity. There's opportunity for them. Uh, it's the same thing with uh, before uh, League One and, and, and MLS and uh, those kind of things. It was university, right? And players yeah. would get their head down because the university they, they wanted to go to didn't choose them. Well, there's 50 other universities, right? Everybody, somebody will want the talent that you bring and helping players find the perspective that, of course you didn't get in there. You're a striker. They got 15 of those already, right? Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course you didn't get in there, but look, this other team down the road, these other opportunities here, uh, that, that, that creates itself. And now with league one with eight clubs in, in the province, massive opportunity. Yeah. Um, and, and so player, players can get there. They, they can get there. They, they, they get disgruntled. They get, uh, the door gets closed on them when they're younger and they think that's it. Somebody said no, and I'm no good. No, one person said no, because based on their experience, their opinion, you don't fit within their mold, but you fit within the mold of many, many other people. Yeah. And if you really want it, it's there for you. Yeah. You know, and that's something that we can, I mean, if we can save it for another podcast, but it's, it's one of those things where, I mean, I've said it before myself as a coach, as a player, if you're a player, you're only in control of a few things. You're in control of your own fitness level and you're in control of your own knowledge base with regards to wanting to learn and to, to, to be more open and susceptible to coaching. And, 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 and that's it. When it actually comes down to you know, picking where you want to go or what team you want to be on. Uh, you know, if you really want to be that next level player, that's going to be out of your hands. A coach, coaches think different ways. You may be a fantastic player, but based on the system or the style of play or 
just, you know, what a coach may have in their mind for a team and what they're looking for, you may not fit into that mold. You may be better than every player on that team, but just because the coach is thinking a little bit outside of the box or just differently, you may not fit into that. But you got to keep persevering over what you want to do and where you want to accomplish. Because if you, you lose sight of the fact that you're in control of those couple of things that you can control and you just keep pushing, you will eventually get there and you'll end up in, in whether it's a university or a league one team or a CPL team, you'll eventually get there. Um, you know, a little bit of sacrifice that's going to go on along the way as well, but n- not so much that you're going to lose any, any, um, you know, like or love for life because of these, you know, things that you've had to miss, but it's, it's part and parcel with trying to achieve at anything, whether it be sports or just uh, life in general. So there you go. That's my uh, thoughts of the day. <laughs> From the Church of D- DW's Thoughts. DW's Thoughts, yes. It's almost yeah, like Jack Handy. <laughs> Jack Handy. You know, um, I think it's time to sort of, we'll just sort of, actually, before we go, favorite memory in football so far for yourself? Favorite memory, well, I, you know, I, I'll do it as a non-player, was the 82, like I said, when I was 10 years old, uh-huh. fell in love with the game, the 82 World Cup final as Italians. Nice. <laughs> and then uh, probably in 2019, went in the Provincial Cup with a, with my son and a group of kids that I've been coaching since they were 10, 11 years old. That's fantastic. So, yeah. Very good. Y- yourself? I know we'll have many times to talk about memories. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, I, for, for me, there, there, there's so many. But the first one that's coming to mind here is um, uh, Super Wild League National Championship down in, down in Tampa, Florida in 2010 nice. with our U16 girls team who did not deserve to be there. Um, and we won the whole thing and it wasn't because we were the most talented team, but it's because we were the best cohesive team. Right. And they, they really seeing, I grew as a coach, seeing them, I'm getting emotional now. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) it's all right. You're alive. I held it in. Hang on. Where's the Kleenex? Let me give you a box of something here for Kieran. Um, But just seeing how they took ownership of their cohesion as a team and the leadership each and every single player showed in terms of, you know, we're here, we've come a long way. Um, I'm going to give everything for you. Uh, and um, all those players buying into that. Um, that's a difficult I, thing, but that's what you strive for as a coach. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I was less their coach and more a passenger on, on that ride. And it was, it was phenomenal to see. Absolutely phenomenal to see. That's brilliant. There's, I mean, those types of memories are, they're all, all memories are great. I mean, it's, it's that little snapshot in your life that you can hang on to forever. And uh, unless you go senile and then, you know, then you can think about <laughs> lunch you had or breakfast and that's about it. But um, yeah, no, th- those are the types of things you'll take with you forever. And, and, it's good to hear. We'll have to ask that of everybody who comes on the show, what their, their favorite memory in football is. Um, so that's going to wrap up our debut uh, podcast of uh, Blaze Soccer Talk. I'll say it like an American. Soccer. Soccer. Shot score. Back in the net. Um, Blaze Soccer Talk, the official podcast of the Kamloops Youth Soccer Association. I want to thank Victor for coming on. Thank you, Victor Lisi. Thank you for having me. Uh, Kieran, as always, uh, I say as always, it's the first episode. The initial (laughs) episode. As will always be. Not the second initial episode, which I, anyways. Um, Great to have you on, as always. Um, And we'll, uh, we'll look to do this again in a couple of weeks. Hopefully, everyone will be interested. Like I say, if you have any thoughts, any ideas, anything you'd like us to chat about here 
at the uh, Kamloops Youth Soccer Association and on Blaze Soccer Talk. Um, be more than happy to to hear you out. Um, I'll eventually have uh, an email address you can send it to, and you know if you really want to. <laughs> Coach Darren at KYSA. You can send me a little note. Dot there. net. Dot net. Sorry. Yeah, yeah of course. Dot net. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, you can send me the info and, and we'll see what we can do about getting it on the podcast. Or if you have an idea of a guest that you want on. Uh, and no, I can't get Ronaldo. And no, I can't get uh, Christine Sinclair. Well, huh? I might huh? be able to work on Christine Sinclair. I, I would never mind. We'll talk about me later. Um, so yeah. So thanks for listening. We will cut it off there, and uh, yeah, we'll see you again. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Blaze Soccer Talk, the official podcast of the Kamloops Youth Soccer Association. 